Beasley Workwear now proudly sponsors Trade Legends. Guest presenter Nick Bundy. So Al has let us down. He was meant to be at the East Midlands Business Awards in Leicester, mm -hmm. which is, I guess is like the Oscars of small business in Leicester. Um, sounds exciting. Do you know how those work, those award ceremonies? So if you buy a table, so you pay for your dinner, pay for a table, you miraculously win an award. So yeah. he's he, where are the awards? I think he's. I think he was going to go for with Unilight uh, Torch Company of the Year. He was uh, the only other company in the running. Was any Unilight, tables yeah. left? No, no. Oh. But he's actually got COVID, so yes. he can't come. But speaking about Al, I'm going to do a little giveaway. So if you're watching on YouTube, in the comments, leave me the funniest reason why Al's not here tonight, and you can win this. And I'll choose at random in the comments the funniest one. So, ready. So look, luckily, because I'm here, the intelligence has gone up from a plumber to electrician. Yeah. So, we're well, if you do a good step. job, you yes. might replace him full time, which won't be difficult. That's fine. Then I've already not hit the table, so I'm yeah. winning at life so far. Um, unfortunately, there's another plumber with us. So we've got Ian IRB Heating, Ian Briggs, and we've got Victor from Snap It. Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Pleasure Thank you to be here. You both come from London. Essex. Essex. Essex, London. London. Yeah. How was the drive? It, was, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Swift. They were li like literally two and a half hours. Yeah. Do you find that driving out of London, even though you've come a, a long way from London, it's fast to get into a fair because the traffic's not as much as it is in the in the city centre? It all depends what time you leave, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. You hit the jam, you, you're stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back is always faster. Yeah. I don't know why. London so it's downhill. London is brutal. I, I literally went there. Because I've moved slightly out to Essex now, I went into London this week. <laughs> I, I remember how much I hate it. It was. Uh, yeah. It took me like half an hour to go like mile or something. Yeah. But was, this week was the worst one to go to London for. There was um the tube strikes. Mm -hmm. I actually ended up cycling in the rain to a meeting in Mayfair, dumping my car in Knightsbridge on the curbs, mm -hmm. coming back to penalties, mm -hmm. walking back. It was very bad. I heard something today. Is it the Blackwall Tunnel? Yeah. So that was designed for horse and carts. Yeah. And there's a bend in it, apparently, is designed so the horse and carts wouldn't roll over. And that tunnel is now used by cars and buses. Yeah. And they have 700 closures. It's, it's a, a small tunnel. Rover rides even smaller, isn't it? I yeah. think. Yeah. Crazy. I like to say the way I do my, my business, I don't know about you, but I try and keep my work in the local villages so I don't have to do that much Journey. driving because obviously the price of diesel and you can be sat like if I had to drive into Leicester, we used to do a lot of work in Leicester. You'd be queuing for an hour. That's yep. an hour you could have been at a job Wasting working any money. So that's yeah, what I, do. Say, I grew up in a little village. It was always the surrounding places. And it's only because of YouTube and everything. We just travel a bit further out. Like we enjoy it and make it the most of it. Yeah. But yeah, we, we would struggle ever driving more than 15 minutes to each job before. And there'd be no traffic. It's just school traffic in the morning. So you leave a bit before, a bit after you sound. Yeah. But uh, I can't imagine like with you guys, because I never, ever driven to London. I've got the tube and whatnot. Is it with the congestion charges at the moment you go in, you flagged up on the cameras, you've got a bill for going through London. Is that how it yeah, works? Yeah, you're, you're you, you know, they, you're in the system. So oh, okay. You have to pay that. They, I, I don't go in too much, though, so. To be honest, while I did my plumbing in London for good 15 years, I I did all of my work within one small area. I very rarely actually left, let's say, heart of London. I used to always be more like Notting Hill, West Side, and um, Con congestion charge, yes, once you're in, but you're paid for the day. Now they're gonna change it, so you're gonna pay per hour while you move in. 
So that that's basically a lot of the like um, taxis that are there. Yeah. That they're all day circling around, but you might just nip in to park your car two meters in the congestion charge, and you straight away hit with the fifteen quid or whatever it is now. So and is it, is it still with electric vehicles in around? There's no charge, or are they bringing the charges in for it? I'm sure they will. I don't yeah. know if, they, if it is or it's not. It's going to happen. What are you thinking now with the prices of everything going up? Yeah. Electricity bills. It's going to be more expensive to run an electric car yeah. soon. Why do you think they make those things complicated so that you end up paying a fine anyway? Oh, it's, it's just mad. Oh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just revenue, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've got ULEZ in London as well now, so your vehicle has to meet that standard as well. And if it doesn't, you either got to pay for it or buy a new vehicle. Yeah. So it's you got you by the that balls, is a br yeah. brutal. Though. It is brutal, yeah. But Changing the car, everything. If you also if you're on the van and you have your own setup of the tools or your wrecking, and now you're going to have to upgrade it, it's a lot it's to money. consider. More money constantly. That's yeah. why you need electric you're lucky, scooter. Mate. Yeah, mm. you're lucky. Mate. I do feel lucky. I feel like it's it feels stressful to even think about going to London because mm. like, which zone am I going to? I don't know. What what do I? Have to, where, what website do I go on? to register for this and what happens if I go out of the zone and yeah I went over the <laughs> I went over the Humber Bridge in Hull um I was coming back from my dad's place and there was like a lane where you could just drive onto it so you didn't go and pay before you drive on oh right so I went through I thought oh I've just gone straight through and around my dad's like this has just happened he said oh yeah you still have to pay you just have to go on the website and then I completely forgot <laughs> so what would have been like £1.50 to go over the bridge was like 25 quid because I was late paying it but anyway Right, Victor, we'll start with you. So normally we ask people for their story, how they got into the trade. Um, you've already mentioned that you were working as a plumber. And then, so I want to hear a little bit about that, but mainly we want to hear about Snap It, where that idea came from, how difficult it was to get it out of your head into something that's real and people are using. And just tell us tell us your story, really. Cool. Um, I got into a trade because I couldn't speak English and I just came to London and I came for a weekend and I ended up bumming on my friend's sofa. They insisted to pay the rent. So I went on the building site. I started being um, a helper for a plumber, I guess. Yeah. That turned into me doing more plumbing. But I uh, picked it up really quickly, got fully qualified, registered, started doing the plumbing in, in my neighborhood. This one, then gas registered, started allocating plumbers by the postcodes. I was the only gas engineer in W8, but I was the most inexperienced one. And while you were learning plumbing, were you learning to speak English at the same time? Yeah. And were you picking that up? Was that helping being on site with people? Or did you go and do like a language course or? I've got an English wife. Okay. So I've been with her for 15 years as well. Yeah. So that helped a lot because most of the time you speak at home, right? Who yeah, you live yeah. with. So on site is probably in London, especially not the most well English spoken environment. Yeah. So that helped, and, swearing. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and then thereafter, really, I, I set off on my own. I had a couple of chaps working with me, and um, there, there was a lot of the time where people wouldn't complete the jobs and they would drag it into second day. But yeah, on Friday, they would expect to get paid. And there was always this tug of wars, pay me now, and I'll say, but you haven't completed the job because obviously I haven't got paid, so I can't pay them. So yeah. I was looking for the ways how I could allow people to complete more jobs frequently. And uh, we agreed that as long as they give me an hour's notice to deliver the materials so they can complete the jobs, yeah. we're fine. If they don't give me an hour's notice, then if it doesn't get done Friday, tough luck. So we'll try again next week. Yeah. And um, yeah, then I got screwed over on big projects for a large amount of money. I went on holiday for a month and I was trying to reconsider what I can do better, uh, what I've done to date, but better. And um, I was looking for three main reasons, never to be a prisoner of the money that you have already earned. So that most tradespeople must have experienced. The second one was I wanted to be able to work remote. So I was looking at tech. And the third one was I didn't want to give up 10 years of my experience in trade. Yeah. And then I came up basically, I remember with the first thing I said, deliver roof for plumbers. Okay. And um, I was very lucky to be supported by lots of my friends. Some of them were already in the tech. So they gave me pointers where to go, what to do, how to present the idea, how to improve the presentation. One of them got acquired by Indeed.com, Jack Beeman. He built SIFT, uh, which is marketplace for recruitment. And um, his investors, when they got a payout with, uh, on the back of his acquisition, because he said he's going to invest into Snapit, all of them followed on. So okay. it was a it was a lot of um, a luck 
and the good timing on my side that allowed me to raise funds in the beginning in order for me to exercise to actually execute my idea. So someone ripped you off. You took a holiday to reevaluate things, think what you were yeah. going to do. And that's when you came up with the idea. Yeah. And did you pitch it to people as Deliveroo for plumbers or? Basically, I was pitching it as a tool that will allow tradespeople to do more daily basis, provide better service to the end consumers that will provide them more jobs because they're good at what they're doing. Okay. And also, as you said, London is quite stressful because you have densely populated area, unforeseen circumstances of traffic, but yet lots of people to see because of the high density. Yeah. I was going to say, being in London, that would work perfectly. So like you said, take a mile to the wholesalers, that could take you an hour. But if like an hour off the job, getting the stuff an hour back, but if you could like, let's say with scooters or if it's smaller, is it scooters or is it cars or is it a bit of everything? It's, it's a mixture of everything really. Um, we, we have 6,000 vans available to snap it, 100,000 mopeds, and we have a lot of e-bicycles now as well. Yeah. And fundamentally, one of the greatest thing for London is the fact that we're reducing the journey to the merchants to single leg, which basically means environmental impact that is being saved for yeah. the town is much better. Okay. Yeah. So for, for people who don't know what Snap It is, just explain Snap It in a nutshell, what, what it does. Uh, it's materials procurement and sourcing tool that also delivers instantly. We have over hundred merchants now on the system, all over within M25. We have multiple different courier partners. And when a person buys on our application, we find the nearest merchant that has an item in stock and yeah. we'll find the nearest available courier to deliver it. So it's an app. Um, you're on the job, you need something, you go on the app and say, I need this. And then that's your software is linked with all the couriers in the area. So whether they're delivering parcels or food, they can take that job if they're yeah. near yeah. where you've worked out as the nearest merchants, pick that up for you and, d and drop it off. It pretty much utilizes the off peaks of the courier fleets. Like for instance, you, as a normal courier on a moped or bicycle, you'd be delivering pizzas lunchtime yeah. and you'd be doing the same during the dinner. Snappy gets really, really busy in the mid morning to lunch because yeah. everybody goes, does the merchants run, then they come back and they go, ah, oh, I need this bed. Then they get it and snap it. And then late afternoon after three o'clock when they've been to merchants for lunch and they get back to a job and now they just focus on, you know, completing the job and they realize, oh, I need a little bit of this, a little bit of that, they can get it also. And um, the third peak actually is after six o'clock when they're buying a boilers for the large installation the next day. Now we launched a new service where you can actually schedule your delivery. Instead of that traditional van that gets packed with boilers and then goes around town and you never know what time it arrives, we yeah. do is each one of the couriers has a designated job. So we can actually say your boiler gonna arrive with you within 15 minutes accuracy. Yeah, and it's good as well. Like you look at the Amazon now, we can track when our parcels are coming up and literally see the van driving around the area. You know, I, where I live, it's not nice and free. And you know, you know when it's coming, the traffic. But for you guys as well, to have that accuracy on a job where let's say for us as electrician need a fuse board or we're fitting a fuse board, we need an RCBO, we're one sure. And it would literally hold the entire day and job up with testing, payment. What you have there is, well, it's, it's awesome, isn't it? Really, in a nutshell, as long as it works, one performs and you've got all this extra people. Because before we met or spoke earlier, I had no idea that you had access to hundreds, hundreds of thousands of couriers. I thought it was like just guys that you employ. The access now with technology and the advancements we have and tracking, I suppose once it all meshes together, it just works very, very well, doesn't it? And it helps a lot of people out on site and a lot of time saved. And the beauty so. of it is like the high density of the merchants will get on board which is basically multiple nationals. Then we have independence. We, we're getting now, within one year of trading, really, we have got the high density of the merchants in London than Screwfix. And the difference is Screwfix has a lot of those, um, what, what they call the click and collect locations, where they actually don't hold the stock, yeah. whether we have all, all fully stocked merchants. Yeah. And each one of those merchants might have a different angle of the items that they stock, which basically means that all of them united together, we have one point of access to, to find anything in London, really, in the fastest possible way. I also like how it, you're using couriers, like you said, they're busy at lunchtime, they're busy maybe um, towards the end of the day when people are having their evening meal, mm -hmm. but it gives them a chance to earn money in their quiet periods because they can be yeah. 
working for Snap It? It took, it took a lot of time um, to educate them to go in the plumbers merchants because yeah. they would walk in and they were looking for pizzas. Got you. Yeah. And then, and then suddenly you get, you know, in the you early days pizzas? as well, we were pushing them a little bit as well. They would have a full roll of uh, 25 mil poly pipe that they would just put yeah. it on like a scuba ring. Instead of an image of a guy on a bike with the boiler on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pushed them far enough. Now we're looking more for safety. So, ladies and gents, if you want to save big on some big name brands, then Trade Legends is the place to do that. Head on over to www.tradelegends.uk forward slash discount. Well, because it, it's just London based currently. <laughs> currently, you know, yes. And you potentially moving it further afield, or is it literally staying around cities? Because I can see it being useful around my area, but you obviously wouldn't be as busy as you would because of the traffic. You would have to pick highly dense, uh, dense areas to work from. I think you know what it it would work in every area and I think the main point of how it really will work in every area number one we we are the source of point to find anything so you don't need to call your merchant to find out who has what because we can find it instantly secondly we're looking right now to integrate um, credit solutions number one that tradespeople can get from 14 to 30 30 day credits. So we're de-risking merchants from liability of running the credit lines to other tradespeople. And uh, thirdly, we're looking to implement the system also where you would be able to send a link from our app directly to email of your customer that they would be able to do the cloud and whichever else. So you would kind of uh, hack your, your estimate in a half. So one half of it could be paid over a period of six months by Klarna, another one is you directly. So it allows you to convert more quotations faster. Yeah. So this is a thing that uh, your your initial idea, you got that working and now you're thinking of Building ways you it. can add value to yeah. it. What about if I order a boiler and the nearest merchants and there's a courier nearby, it's more expensive than the one that's a few miles down the road. Does Does the app give you a choice of where to buy it from? So you can... Currently what we do, it would come down to our customer service and... Um, Normally, if there's a boiler purchase, most of the time it's not an urgent purchase. If somebody buys so a boiler to, yeah. without, like, you know, just randomly buys a boiler on the app, we'll go we'll call them up. Hey, do you want it? Do do you need it now? Yeah. Because if they'll say yes, we will put a foot on the gas and we'll deliver it. Yeah. I think our fastest boiler delivery has been under an hour. Right. Okay. So, um, which is damn good considering the fact yeah. that you can't get your hands on the boilers in London currently because there is a massive shortage of them. Um, most of the time people want boilers delivered certain time frame and then we're looking for more cost efficient way of sourcing them okay so it seems like i got everything covered mm. so if you are using a network of um delivery drivers that are already working in like where i live in leicester mm. then there's no reason why snap it wouldn't work in leicester because you just do the same thing you would use them correct do you need to, to give them any training or to be honest, now we, most of the time what we do now, we, we just talk with the fleet management partners. Yeah. And um, we have a couple people, or like a couple, quite a few in-house couriers, but they know exactly what they're doing. If we're opening up a new area, it's for them to educate their Got fleet you. to make yeah. sure they know what they're doing. Okay. But there is still occasional bump where, you know, we have to speak Portuguese via Google yeah. to communicate. And, um, you know, being myself, 15 years ago, 17 years ago, not speaking English myself, we, we invest a lot of patience into people to, you know, make sure they understand what they do and what they need to do to help them to progress. <laughs> Last little thing on that, like it, it, anything I would be interested in is like payment wise. So you obviously have an app, you have your card details and that. You guys take a slice, the courier takes, takes a slice. That's pretty much in yeah. the overall thing of it. And it's very cool, isn't it? Very, very cool. I can see, like you say, your Essex, have you used, have you used it before? Um, not yet. Sorry. That's fine. But it is a fantastic idea because it is literally, it's just time saving because like, as you said, it's, you don't have to stop working. Like if, you, if you're doing something and you think, oh, I've got to do that as well, oh, I haven't got it, you can literally just punch it into his app. Someone Straight brings up. it to you and yeah. you haven't got to stop. Yeah. So it is. I was really impressed, like, because I thought initially, I think most people's first impression is you've got a, a few mopeds and guys working for you who will fetch it. And I'm thinking, well, how's, how's he going to be able to cover the whole of London? Yeah. But the fact that you've tapped into something that yeah. was already there, an infrastructure that's already there, it's genius, it's really. Cool. But it works both ways as well, because all of the people who work for food delivery businesses, what they're looking to do is generate the retention of the careers, because the more of the popping up 
different instant delivery services there are, there, there is a massive demand for couriers. Yeah. So in order to retain your courier, you need to, you need to feed the courier. So the more jobs you can give them, the better yeah. it is for that company. So oh, yeah. it's kind of a mutually beneficial to partner. Yeah, because you know, if they're at work and they're just sat waiting for something to come in, they're not earning any money. Mm. Whereas if you're regularly giving them work in the quiet spots where they're not delivering food. They're going to treat you well and try and do it as quickly as they can for more work and more money. So everyone's a winner. I like it. Awesome. I know, right? Come up, come up our area. We'll give it a go. <laughs> Maybe we'll start doing electrical soon. I hope. Well, this is no, it. Really. what I wanted to get on yeah. to. Is, I was talking to Nick Eller about this. Like, yeah. Because obviously you started in plumbing and that's why yeah. you've gone with plumbing. But have you got any plans for... In London currently, we have a couple building merchants that have a very comprehensive stock of both plumbing and electrical. So we haven't turned down a single electrician yet. We managed to deliver everything. We don't actively advertise that we do it because we're really looking to work, put a work in mastering the plumbing catalog. And that's an yeah. endless game. I think the electrical would be definitely thing on the horizon to do. Yeah. And uh, it's just adding more. more the cloud. Yeah. 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 I think that's really good because you, I think you probably know that it would work for electricians, but you want to nail it with yeah. what you're doing first, get perfect that before you, because people would be tempted, oh, I can make loads of money from doing it for electrics as well, but you want to do it properly. You want to do it right. It's like doing anything. You don't want to spread yourself thin. Yeah. You want to really master one area. Basically what we're doing now, we, we're still very much focused on London, making sure that we provide the best possible service for our Londoners, yeah. our London-based customer base. While meanwhile, we, we're piloting the expansion and seeing how it would work elsewhere. So today we actually onboarded the first Birmingham branch. Okay. So um, it was quite interesting. It was, it was like a throwback three years ago when I first time walked into a merchant with an iPad saying, hey, this thing is going to get you lots of sales. And they go like, get out. Yeah. So after London, where we have multiple nationals, as I said, hundreds of merchants walking in with this full confidence and this guy behind the counter going like, nah, I don't want it. Yeah. I was like, people in London pay 500 quid to become a member. And they're like, I'll give it to you for free. Let's try it. Because like, nah, I don't want it. Yeah. Well, that'll soon change, won't it? You would think so. But I, yeah, I didn't realize you say so you have to convince a company to go onto your system kind of thing. To in allow. the beginning, you, you do because they yeah. don't know what they're missing out yeah. on. But once one, two people are on it, then they all want to be part of it. Like yeah. uh, Screwfix Sprint, there, don't they? Yeah, Screwfix Sprint came out. It was the best possible thing for us. Like we had merchants lining up banging our door can we please please be part of it because suddenly they're competing against the largest let's say retailer slash merchant that delivers instantly and they don't no so that's an instant disadvantage so now they want to be part of it yeah trade legends has now partnered with tradeify get a free 14-day trial plus 50 percent off your first three months with discount code trade legends right let's move on for a bit to you briggsy Ian Briggs, I'll be here in plumber. Give us your, give us your background story, how you got into the trade, where you started, and then all the way through to you're on your own now, self-employed, and you do quite a lot on social media. So, yep. Okay. All right. So I finished school, same as everyone. Um, I kind of sat on the sofa for about six months, um, playing Zelda and bringing the couch towards the telly. And my mum went, that's enough. You need to just go and get a job. Found a job, it was just a terrible like factory packing job, didn't like it. Got another job, the geezer I was working for was didn't like him. Done a, another job with um, electrical motors, rewinding motors and things like that. Done that for a little while, but it was the same place every day. And I soon realized I can't be in the same place every day. Um, and then it was my mum actually, she found me an apprenticeship with a local training company. Um, I went down there for an interview, got through all of that and they they said to me i'll find you an employer they literally found me an employer he pulled up at my house i went and sat in his van had an interview um and that was it i got the job yeah and um then yeah i've done a full apprenticeship so it was four years at college day release um working the other four days you know doing it proper like the the long way kind of thing um and then it, after i finished all the college stuff then it was like doing a year as a, an improver you do your gas and all of that sort of stuff it's kind of a year where they just sort of rinse you for a bit extra cash really yeah, you know yeah. you're, you know how to do the job but um but no that was good really and to be fair it was um it was a really good thing because i worked the company i worked for i've only ever worked for one company and then for myself yeah um but the company that i worked for they had like 
I think they had about 12 guys working for them. And so like, I'd sometimes just go between the different so you sort of learn how they work and yeah, how yeah, they yeah. work and how they and you can sort of pick pick up different and things. The good points from each one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you sort of work out, oh, that was a bit, or well, you know. But so you weren't sure what you wanted to do. Your mum found you um, an apprenticeship. Yeah. But not normally, like for me, it was family. Yeah. Because your uncle Pete is a plumber. Yeah. Well, my granddad, he 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 was a plumber. Yeah. And he that's who taught my uncle Pete. Yeah. Um, so it is in the family. So at that point where you weren't sure what you want to do, did your uncle Pete not think, did he, was he not looking for an apprentice or? Um, I mean, we don't live, I, I lived in London at the time and he ah, lived okay. out in like, so from there it was probably about 45 minutes away. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I done my, you know, when you did work experience and stuff at school, yeah. year 10 and that, I went and done that with my uncle Pete. Yeah. Um, and did you like it? I, I kind of did, but like Pete said to me, at the time, he said, I never thought you was going to actually do it because I think he gave me a job with a toilet once and I was a bit like, I ain't touching that. Yeah. You know, like, what is going on? But yeah, I don't know really. I just kind of, I don't, like when you're 16, it's hard to know what you actually want to do. Yeah. I, I knew I, I, I was never academic, you know, I sort of, I mean, I was, I'm quite smart, but I can't. Pen on paper I can't, sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, I can't focus too much. So like if you sit me down with, I'm distracted instantly. Like, yeah. I'm like looking for something else to do. So, so I I'm can't. Guessing you're like me, not great with the paperwork side of the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. But yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's what I mean. So I done that anyway, and then it was. Um, so I worked for that after I passed all my gas, done the improver sort of thing. I think I worked for that company for like nine nine years or something like that, um, and then yeah, it must have been 2011. Um, it was like, I think that was the time when the recession sort of come along a bit. And at the time, like we, before that we done like, we done British gas contract work, like all, all the time. That's pretty much all we did. So London, years London years. based is it? Yeah, it was all like East London, North London, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and then we stopped working for them because they had cut down all the terms and rates and it just become a joke really. So we finished that. Um, and then he started doing all council work and that was like all over the place. We was going over to Ken and like, I went over near Fort Park one time and I said yeah. to him, you know, this is just ridiculous, but it was what it was. But basically what happened was he sort of put all these eggs into that basket. And then as the recession come along, it was like council started cutting the funding and like he just, he didn't have the work to keep up with it. Yeah. So like it basically come down to, it was me, him and one other guy left on the firm. And then eventually, like, you know, he kept us going for as long as he could, but eventually he sort of said, like, I can't do it anymore, E, you know, we're going to have to finish it here. And, like, he paid me redundancy. Yeah. And the money that he gave me for that is what started me on my own. Did you know that was coming? Did you have any time to prepare for it or was it? Um, I kind of knew it was coming, but I, d I didn't really prepare for it as such. You know, I wasn't worried about it. Classic breakthrough. Yeah, well, you know, right, I just... <laughs> I was going to say, was it a scary jump from being employed for such a long period of time to then going, right, I've got to do all of this by myself? Um, I've, no, I, I was I was quite calm about it, to be honest. It was... <laughs> my mum, bless her, I remember she was like... She, I don't know if she's as confident about stuff, but she was like... She was so nervous for me. Like, yeah. you, how are you going to start on your own? You don't... You know, and I said, don't worry about it, it's fine. You know, it will just, it will just all, it will all work out. So here's a question for you. If he hadn't folded, mm -hmm. do you think you would have gone self-employed or do you think you'd still be working for a firm or do you think you would have gone for it eventually? It's hard to say, to be honest, isn't it? But mm. it's like when you're, when you're just work for a firm and you're getting paid every week and, you know, there's a job, all you got, because all he did, he would literally the night before text me an address. Yeah. I just went to the address. I yeah. didn't know what I had to do. I just went there. That sounds nice. There. It sounds bliss, don't <laughs> yeah. it? It sounds so nice. And like when I got home, like to be fair, I did still like put the hours in. Like I still worked hard and yeah. you know, I, I weren't getting home early or anything. But um but would I have done I don't know. it's, it's quite easy mm. and comfortable being employed. Yeah. Um and like I didn't know if I'd make it on my own. So you know, I'm I'm glad that it happened, but it definitely forced my hands. It's like it's for most tradesmen, it's a natural progression. You start with a firm, and then you yeah. eventually go self-employed. That's just what happens, isn't it? But mm. it's interesting just thinking about you. Obviously, pushed into it, so you had to do it. Mm. It's like being chucked in the water. You yeah. either sink or you swim, don't you? Yeah, that's it. I remember. Yeah, just went mm. and 
had to go and buy a van. Yeah. I had some tools, not all tools, so I had to go tool shopping. Yeah. Just had a van. I think my first job I'd done in a, in a car. You know, I didn't yeah. even have a van yet. The so, same thing. Yeah. yeah. So my biggest thing was to try and get work to start with. That was the how do you start like how do you get that first customer like yeah. where do you it helped with me my dad was in the trade so it was simple enough and i get a lot of questions off of new lads now but you probably do as well yeah how do you go about it and nowadays you just social media yeah, yeah. it's one of the key things for yeah. it so how long have you been self-employed now uh just over 10 years now oh right so oh, good yeah. chunk of time then so yeah. mastered it smashed it yeah. So. yeah so it's but yeah it's like i mean i think that's the, the key was always just and this is what i always say to people when they ask literally do a good job and, you know, and keep the customer's house clean and tidy. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. If you go in there and make a mess of everything, that's what they remember, isn't it? So yeah. just do a, do a good job, keep the customer's house clean, and they will then tell their friend and then get a job there. They'll tell their friend and then you'll get all them new jobs and you'll also get the repeat work as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm also like, yeah, do a good job, keep it clean. I like to explain to the customer what I'm doing at all times, why I'm doing it. Because if anything changes, you don't, the worst thing for me to, for anyone to ever think I was ripping them off. Yeah. So you're like, right, I'm coming to fit a new boiler and then you find something that's wrong. You've got to do some extra work. Just keep them in the loop because yeah. you don't want to be surprising them with something that's yeah. going to cost them more money. That's the worst thing. <laughs> I, I'm a bit like that as well. You start sort of explaining, and I say to I said, I'm sorry, this is, I know this is boring, but yeah, <laughs> like, and I sort of out. just sort of go through it. And But people like that. They like to know. Yeah. Because, you know, like we, we know boilers, you know, fuse balls and like, but to the customers, that's all you've got. It's, fuse balls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's true though. Like it's, it's, it's a different language. Yeah, them. they don't yeah. know. Yeah. They don't know. So if you, if you can spend five minutes and sort of just explain to them, like this is what this does and, and that does that because of that. Yeah. They go, oh, right, okay, I didn't know that. Whether and or not they take it in is yeah. a different story. But yeah, we have the set. And they, when I do it, when we run through stuff like the rewire I've just done, we run around every single socket, every switch, just so they know we've got our iPads out, ticking everything off. And that's the point there where we can get a little backwards and forwards, a bit of banter, a little, and they, they leave. When you leave, it's on a happy note most of the time, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got a rapport with them and you've got a bit of... Uh, you know, friendly banter between you and you literally, as you're closing the door, they've got a smile on their face and that's the last thing they'll remember about yeah. you is the nice, oh, what a nice lad. Yeah, exactly. As you go. Yeah. And then that goes on to, oh, we'll go to the shop tomorrow. I think also it's like what you mentioned, this communication chain throughout the process. Yeah. I think when when something's discovered as a tradesman or a tradeswoman in, in the process of something, it's not going to be one bad news and then it's going to be, oh, here we go. There's yeah, another yeah, reason. But yeah. if there is a constant communication chain, the same way you, mm. you mentioned, Ian, I think it, it softens the impact and also yeah. builds that trust and in the end ends with a smile regardless. Yeah, mm. and they can also sort of see, you know, if you've explained that this is what's going to happen and then like, you know, this, and then if you show, like if you uncover something, you lift the floorboard and you go, oh. Then they and go, then, like, uh, you go, well, you know, like, yeah. it shouldn't be like that. And, you know, but... And also, you can cover yourself, like, for, for us, one of the worst jobs is, like, changing an immersion on an old cylinder. Oh, right, yeah. So, just by talking to the customer, you can say to them, right, before I start this job, it might go absolute dream, and I'll be doing it in half an hour. Or, when I try and turn that out, it's going to twist the cylinder. If it splits it, it's going to be a new cylinder. If you tell them that before you even start, then you've not, you know they know that there's a risk that this could happen. Yeah, if you start doing a immersion that you've told them is 115 quid plus VAT, you split the cylinder, who's going to pay for it? They're probably going to want you to pay for it because you've just split the cylinder. Yeah, they so didn't know. things like that, if you explain them to your customer before you start, it's protecting yourself as well. Yeah, absolutely. You, you prepare for the worst and say the worst case scenario and then everything else that happens on top of that is a bonus. Yeah. Most of the time. So I went on holiday and I was walking along the beach and I heard this woman in the sea screaming, I've been stung, I've been stung. Now I've seen a program on this on the Nature Channel. So I pissed on her and she said, buy a wasp, you twat. Well, I've got a question for you then, being obviously top of the trades with you guys. Um, is, no, no one gonna comment on that? Um, he had a lot of days on <laughs> Just water. Um, is wiring in boiler systems, so, Obviously, we can put the feeds to. There's a lot of electricians I know that would do the uh, S plans, Y plans, all that sort of stuff. 
I'm guessing you guys do your own boiler wirings and whatnot. And what what yeah. becomes the point where obviously stuff is uh, tested, certificated from our end, but you guys can do it, you know, willy nilly, yeah. and, and it works and whatnot. It's well, where's the this. line? It's, I was going to say this to you actually, but yeah, it's like we've always sort of seen it as from the spur, mm, yeah. yeah. Which I think is like one of those urban myths. Like yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. But it's, it's not true, <laughs> to my knowledge. Yeah. But I was yeah. speaking to you like if an electrician started working on gas to build raw. Yeah. So why do we think it's okay for us to work on electrics? Yeah. Like electric showers and wiring up heating systems. Yeah, it's, it is definitely a touchy subject, this one. Because yeah. it's, it gets brought up all the time, doesn't oh, is it, it, this one? I would yeah. say, I, around my area, I've never really been taught how to wire a boiler up, to be honest. And I've put a few spur in, I've done a few thermostats, but yeah. if you were to say to me, you can do this plan, that plan, and I don't I know. I think this is sort of, this is sort of the thing. Yeah. Because there's been times when I've had an electrician come to the job. Scratching his head. And then they've asked me how to do it. Yeah. Which, you know, so, I'm not saying all the electricians, yeah, but just I know some. I know loads that do it, yeah. and I know loads that don't. I'm one of the ones that have never been taught it in college yeah. or, or anything, so I've never done it. So when we've turned up with the, the plumbers around my area and I've gone, oh, can you do that? Yeah, no problem. Mm. And I'll certify it because realistically, if it's a hardwired system on a few spur, it's part of the installation. Mm. So anything after that, wiring to the boiler, is part of the electrical installation, which yeah. is a certificate, mm. technically. But realistically, in real-world situations, which this all is, it, that never happens. You guys do your bit and it works and we'll put the power to it. If we're testing it afterwards, yeah. fantastic, but sometimes that doesn't work out. And that's the thing, though. Like We'll wire it up and we'll do what we consider is a good job and it works but that's as far as i know oh the power's on and it's working mm. but is it safe is it okay safe, yeah. and a chap mentioned to me once when i did some a video about me wiring and a boiler i did oh i think i did like an s plan or whatever and he just said to me well, have you done all you like is it earth impedance tests yeah, and all so this you said he's, you, 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 you i'm said like it. what no yeah. i've just <laughs> done it what i thought was right turn the power and it works and yeah. that's as far as my knowledge of electrics goes i do enjoy doing it but yeah. I would like to, if there was a, I think there should be a course for plumbers, or like an electrical, some kind of certification where we can do the basic wire in a boiler and it, we'd be able to certify that as safe. Yeah. It's, 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 it, being an electrician has done it for over 10 years now, it's a very simple, if you were to get a multifunctional tester, they ain't cheap, they're about 800, 900 quid for a semi-decent one. There's only really three tests that you need to do. Learn how to do it, which system, and have a sheet of realistically what the uh, results should be within this range. That's all you would have to do, really. Obviously, we're going through, you'd have to be with a CPS scheme, register, pay for it, all that yeah, sort of. But well. if you were to go, I want to do what you guys are doing now, but I want to do it a bit, a bit more correct. If you were to have one of these, check it, results are all good. Yeah. I know I can walk away from that being safe. Then that's a way to doing it. But it's just more stuff to do, more money. Yeah, in instance, when I remember when I did the unvented hot water cylinder course, yeah, they, they were very specific about the wiring end that you need to use a heat resistant cord, you need yeah. to use that size of it, and you know, there was a lot of detailed information about how it should be done. So it almost like it doesn't certify you to do it, but they almost acknowledge the fact that you will be doing it. If you're going to do it, do it safely at least. Yeah. yeah so basically, sure. the, there is a definite acknowledgement of that. I guess the gap of the trades overlapping and yeah. there is a level of sensibility of, of it should be educated. So I think definitely a course for for plumbers to yeah. gain some sort of a qualification to do definitely would add a lot more transparency. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's always I've always got me with it because I would love to be taught how to do it. But then again the plumber that does it all the time that I work with and he wants to do it for me and I'll just certify it and make sure it works then. Yeah. yeah. I'm quite happy to have an electrician come and certify it. You know, mm. I, I enjoy wiring to be fair like yeah. heating wiring because like, it, it, it's it's just interesting it's, I, I like sitting in the cupboard and just joining it all especially together especially nowadays like you say you've you got the different boxes the terminations yeah. so, like back in the day when we used to take off you would take the box lid off and you would look at oh, it oh yeah you, you still think, do oh, still, still take <laughs> that wire plan. you take the wiring centre off and it's just a, a complete mess and I quite like I've done it a few times where I've literally just disconnected everything and done it again yeah. nice and neat and it's quite fun it's, it's probably quicker to do that than yeah. try and trace it all that yeah because it's not something we do all the time yeah, when you yeah. do get a job where you can do some wiring it's you nice. make it nice and neat but it's weird because we wouldn't go to someone's house who's half had their kitchen wired and they'll get us in just to certify it well like, we wouldn't do it yeah like, you're not well it's the same it's the same for us if someone rang me and said i fitted a boiler can you come and sign off the gas you'd be yeah, like no way exactly. yeah right but i'm happy sign your guys a wiring off with the boiler yeah it's just a strange one it's just yeah. like a everyone does it well think anyway yeah. right ian um let's quickly cover you on social media now so yep. you're 
you've you're self-employed, you're running your own business. What made you get into social media? And I'm guessing you started with Twitter. Yep. Um, did you? I did. Uh, a lot of did. plumbers did. Oh, really? A lot of plumbers did. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? I honestly don't know why I started on social media. Because it was, because that's how me and you first met. Yeah. So when was that? Like 2016, I think. Yeah, it's a while back. Yeah. So I think I've been doing, working for like five years up till that point. I don't know why I started it. I just think I was on there one day. And then I think maybe, because I think we was pretty much at the beginning of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then I think I must have just maybe found you on there and there was a few of us, weren't there? Yeah. And we just sort of started talking and it was just like, sort of became friends kind of thing on there. Like and then a we just forum sort of thing. Yeah, so. just like, and then we, I don't even, I really don't know. I think we just started putting some stuff up and then like someone would comment on it or something. And then you realised, oh, people were yeah. interested in this. Mm. What and I found was, was it was stuff that people could relate to. Yeah. Because we were working put in what we were finding at work or jobs we were doing. And then we kind of grew a community and it was like you working on your own, me working on my own, but we're now not on our own because we're chatting, mm. we're posting yeah. on this platform. That's it. And it really took off on Twitter. Twitter was like the number one platform for plumbers back That's then. It's so strange, isn't it? Looking like nowadays yeah. and where what it is. But then, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it was crazy really, wasn't it? It was like, cause it didn't really exist that thing. And then all of a sudden, there were, and there was just more and more people getting involved and then it sort of become a community and yeah and like you say there it's like if you work on your own it's it's, it's all of a sudden you've got someone else like it's a friend internet friend to share the yeah. same problems that yeah. you have and then share like problems give advice or i see how ian in london who i never would have met if it hadn't been for social media how he's racked his van out or what yeah. tools he's using and i'm learning from him he's learning from me and then you introduce andy harry uh uh what's g's name gareth <laughs> gareth yeah you got wales london uh newcastle the nicholson's and they're all doing different things differently you're learning off them and then you're speaking to them every day and then we have a trade show yeah uh, install a show and then that becomes like a place for us all to meet. Yeah. yeah. So we, you just become. That's it. I think that was the first time we met, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we met at a show and then it just becomes like a community. And then obviously, what are we now? 2022. So mm. six years later, and um, we've moved off Twitter as a platform. Yeah. Still on there, but hardly ever to now Instagram. Yeah. And it's for me, like, I know you guys do YouTube. I can't be bothered with that. <laughs> it's far too it's much. A lot of effort. It's far too much effort for me. I'm like Pete knows what I'm like. I can't yeah. just. I'll never get a video out, mate. I tell you. But um, but like Instagram, I still enjoy that because it's it's it's. A, I think it's just a nicer platform. Like That's people, friendly. yeah. I, I don't I don't personally get any negativity on there myself. So. Like now you associate with me and him. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm now. done for now. <laughs> yeah, but no, I like that. It's, and like people come to you and they like ask questions and they want some help and stuff. I mean, it, it is quite a lot sometimes, isn't it? It's like yeah. when the, the DMs are just rolling. But the thing is, what people don't understand is you put something on which is interesting and they want to ask a question. They've got to think a hundred other people are probably going to ask this exact same yeah, question. Yeah. And it's a, it, we've said it before. If you went through all of your message requests, it would be a full time job it answering, is, just answering yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, it, it is definitely, it's quite stressful as well, isn't it? But it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I've seen that you do it quite a lot. You like you say, you do a post and you know you get 100 messages. It's just go, I can see a pattern coming here, and you'll just post a story, say, right, I'm getting a lot of messages because of this, and then just explain it in the story. Yeah, but now you know that's going to happen. Normally, we do it before. Yeah, oh, build, really? Build it into yeah. the story. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just, I just say behind in DMs. I just, like I said, I just don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's like, you know, that's obviously something that we have to worry about like obviously the more followers you get the more messages you get and i don't know how like famous people live to be honest yeah. like imagine that's crazy but social media with people for and they pay someone else oh, to do it yeah it. probably yeah but in general it's like it's just a fantastic thing because as we said like from twitter it's sort of that's how we met and become friends um but like it's still happening now on instagram and stuff yeah. like that and and it's like you go to the trade shows now and like you're not just going to the show to to look at tools and like look at see what Unilight have got out, um, but you go there to do that and 
to, to see your mates. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then it's not even a case of just go home after the show. It's like people will stay down. And oh, I've seen. They the, will have I've a beer. And, you know, yeah. it's, seen the it's um, a good time. So it's good fun. And you get opportunities from posting on social media. Once you account grows, companies start to notice you, and you you start to get opportunities. Whether it's paid um, or they'll send you some free tools. Or we went to Germany to ish to the, the world's biggest plumbing yeah, uh, affair. A company that was crazy. take you. Hotels, flights, everything's included. Stabila as well. I've been to Stabila. Yeah, cool. I mean, you've you've had loads of opportunities, haven't you? Really, over the years. Yeah, I've had a few. It's been it's been alright. It's and been like, good. You work with Valen. They're the, your preferred brand of boiler, so you get opportunities like. Yeah, um, I don't work for Valen. No, though. you this work is, with Valen yeah, boilers, yeah. and then maybe they'll say to you, "Oh, can we?" come and film you for the day yeah and you know that just didn't happen to no it doesn't know, but it's that's anyone that, that is kind of like you know you get a lot of people as well didn't you like saying well how comes you get why are people coming to you to, yeah but you sort of get out what you put in yeah so well, you've you think about it you are putting your time yeah you're not getting paid for this no. to build up a platform by yeah. editing videos um making sure that your content you put out is worthwhile mm-hmm. uh, adds value someone can learn something from it that's yeah. all things you're doing yeah, no, that's to right. build a platform and then companies will want to use your platform if you want to work with them yeah that's just how the world works really yeah, so. no, that's right but it's, you do put the effort in don't you that is yeah. the thing it's a lot of hard work no no i don't think a lot of people quite realize it's like you know just doing posts or doing stories it's, it's like it's literally like having two jobs you're doing your, yeah you're doing your plumbing job and then you've got to do all of that as well so yeah. and you've got to make sure it's right yeah but you've got a lot of pressure to make sure what you're putting out there what you're saying is correct and no because people are waiting to pull you apart yes. on everything. Yeah. yeah 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 i mean you've got to be quite confident in your skills or your ability and and like literally this is another thing i say on there it's like no one knows everything no you're always learning so like you should never like just come across as I'm the oracle of this, but the that, problem the is, other. You don't know everything, no. but the people that are judging you, they do know everything. <laughs> oh, <hell> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, though, like you said earlier about a boiler, if we've got a set price for a boiler, when Ian posts a picture of a boiler, um, anyone can say anything, why didn't you do this, why didn't you do that? Looking at a picture, you don't know what's on the other side of that wall, what's in the next room, how much did the customer want to pay? Yeah. All these things you can't tell from a picture. So I think a lot of the time, like I've said it before on here, if you look at someone's work that they've posted on social media and you want to say something negative or pick fault in it, just stop and think to yourself, what the fuck has this <laughs> yeah, got to do with me? Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't know anything about that job. Oh, why have you fitted a Worcester? Well, the customer wanted a Worcester. Yeah, they specifically said to me, I want a Worcester boiler because my son's got one, he loves it, and he's told me, Mum, you need to get a Worcester. That's the end of it. No, I don't care if you that like... That sounds personal. <laughs> no, <it's> just... <laughs> I know exactly what Pete's saying because we can go on rants about yeah, it constantly. Yeah. People just expect the thing we do a youtube video and you could say i'm doing this this and this we won't show the whole job we haven't got time equally i don't want to do how-to videos but this reasons and things that are done just because it's the way the customer wants it because we don't say that people take it as a yeah. oh you don't know what you're doing because you put the fuse board on the left hand wall not the right one yeah no 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 that's where the customer asked for yeah. it it's their house they're paying for it people should know this sort of stuff uh, but, but also rising above certain things yeah. Yeah. If, if you are putting yourself in the in the very public eye you, you are exposed it. yes you're exposed and also yeah. there there are a lot of people who will take a great pleasure of doing it because they will feel that they are generating a bit of limelight off you mm. and i think if, if you rise above it you almost um take away the ammunition yeah but that's why i like instagram really because I, really I honestly think it. it it's it's not if it is there it's small you know yeah most most of the time it's positive isn't it and there's yeah. like people are saying nice job or you know yeah. or they're curious about like how you did something like rather than saying oh what yeah. have you done that for? yeah twitter's the opposite twitter is yeah. it's yeah. poisonous but on instagram place. what you'll find is if you're doing a good job and you conduct yourself well and you're always positive um if someone does do a troll comment and says something people jump on it you don't need to say anything yeah. because your followers will defend you yeah and they'll tell the person. I yeah. think I had it recently. Well, not recently, about a year ago or something. I can't remember what the actual job was now, but someone had screenshotted something from Instagram, a job that I'd done, and then they posted it on Facebook. Yeah. And then someone had said, well, why has he done that for? 
And then, like, I was getting screenshots sent to me of other people defending me, yeah. defending me, saying, yeah. well, it's the camera angle. You can't see it. Like, yeah, if yeah. you had actually looked, you could see that it's, it's fine. You know, yeah. he, the way he's done it is fine. But, like, it was just weird that people was just defending me and I, I, I didn't even know it yeah. was happening. It's it nice, was, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's the thing with that I'm so jealous of nowadays is the young apprentices or new learners that come in oh, yeah. that already have Instagram and YouTube yeah, to look yeah. at, look at the way things maybe should be done, shouldn't be done. Yeah. And when I started, which was a long time ago now, not as long as you guys, but um, <laughs> is there was nothing there to look to or to look at new materials. Because this is one of the things I found with Instagram is I could see what other tools and materials people were using yeah. beforehand. It was just what was in the wholesale when you walked in on the shelf. That yeah, was it. Absolutely. Back and in the day, you couldn't find the boiler manual online. Yeah. You had to pay for it, like yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, Victor, um, social media for you, because you're quite active on Instagram, do, have you found it using um, people who've got an Instagram platform have helped you grow the business? Is that, a, like, if you put in percentages, has it helped you a little bit or has it helped you a lot to get the message out there that Snap It definitely it? has. I think I think when I started Snap It and I was, like, trying to find the ways how to get the word out in the fastest possible way, I, I went on the Instagram and uh, I was absolutely shocked to see the community that you basically, as I just learned, built to start with that migrated from Twitter. And um, it, it was quite humbling in the way that you had a unity. I've, I've seen those photos of uh, shows that you've been getting together. And, you know, the, yep. there is a lot of uh, camaraderie that comes through those photos that makes you be want to be part of it. And I think uh, this is a great part about social media that you guys have created by accident or by just simply sharing your everyday lives that has, um, that's definitely attracting more people to the shows because of that bit of a banter, that bit of a community afterwards and all the other events. So um, from a commercial aspect, to start with, um, I have learned the fact that you do get 1 million messages and <laughs> I was, Definitely hundred out of that million, <laughs> probably the same person. I I did not take it personally because I did expect also you know that 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 is the case. Also, what I've learned that a lot of the people on Instagram they wouldn't brag about things unless they tried those. And um, there there are people on Instagram that are influencers. You can throw money at them and they will say whatever you want them to say, but they don't carry much weight. So we we don't use them as a company. Yeah. What we have done, we have traded, tried to create a lot of perks to incentivize people to use Snaphead and openly say how it was. And I think use more of a, that kind of an engagement level. I remember I actually paid Glister to come to my office. Yeah. I said, I'll pay you. Come to my office yeah. and break Snaphead. Like literally break <laughs> Snaphead. We'll put you live on Instagram. I did put my, um, you know, manlyhood <laughs> out there. And I think that was the only way how I could really get his attention to, you know, like, right, let's do it. So yeah. he turns up, he picks up an uh, iPhone. He goes like, right, never done it before. Downloads the app, picks out like, what is the most difficult thing you can buy? So he goes for Jebra 28 mil gas fittings with the reducers. And he buys like 250 quid worth of them which was nice, helped my revenue a little bit at this <laughs> investment that we did. Um, the items arrived within 20, uh, 37 minutes. Yeah. And uh, I, I think I got a few more gray hairs because it was few <laughs> merchants that you had to bounce between because nobody stocks Jebrit. There, there are lots of different press fittings people have, but Jebrit at the time was one of the least stocked ones. So, um, and I think this is one of the ways leveraging 
um, the media channels and um, let's say people who are most followed on the channels because I've learned lots of people don't want to be called influencers because they're actually not influencers because they don't do it professionally and they just don't brag about things. It's a they, hobby for a they, lot of people, yeah. isn't it? Hobby. It's just putting it out there what they do to educate others to help others. Yeah. And I think it's a very important aspect to help others. Someone thinks that some, they discovered something that's good, they'll put it out there and that's the bottom line of it. So how I could find a way to break the ice to engage these people, that was another like, you know, I was trying different angles, I was trying to direct, trying to there, and you have to make it interesting also for others. And I think uh, yeah. Glister possibly was one of the better cases how it was, I think, it, it was very interesting for him to do that as well. Yeah. So. It's such a good way to, to, to promote it. We have it. You or destroy it. <laughs> You're because the creative freedom is there for him to see if it works and if it fails yeah, and yeah. I think when I've been approached a few times I know you do as well with the, the sponsor stuff is allow the influencer I hate the word as well to have the creative freedom with it to test it and try it in their yeah. own way yeah. and to see if it will work for them because there's a few things that I've tried that haven't worked and I've gone right, well I'm not I'm not doing yeah. it I'm not part of it because the thing with that is if you are doing stuff like that if you recommend something that's not good, you will lose your credibility fast. Instantly. Yeah. And you won't be around for as long as we have if you're going to do stuff like that. I went for the first four or five years. I love Weira Tools mm. and I've got loads of them. I've bought them all myself. And people just assumed that <laughs> I was paid by them because I was always like, this is, this is great, this is great, this is great. Because I thought it was great. And... You know, you end up saying on videos, "I've paid for this myself." This is well, not I've never, I've never done that because I know I've paid for it myself. So, I'm, but you, people will think what they what they think. Some people will dislike you just for no reason at all. Yeah. But I know, um, but it's just a way of losing your credibility by saying something's good that's not because someone will buy it. They'll spend their hard-earned money on it, and if it's junk, they're going to let you know, and they're going to let Everyone everyone know. know. Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't do that to people. It's like, yeah, it's not fair. like what do you want? What do you want? A small, you know? Do you want three hundred quid, and then lose your reputation, or do you want to, you know, keep building your platform, keep doing things that you like doing, recommending things that you think are good? But look at also yeah. other like you know, um, back in the day, the favorite, let's say, automobile shows where there would be three chaps doing the reviews. Yeah, and uh, often. The, the car manufacturer would get a lot of airtime, but in the end of it, it might would have been christened to be crap. Yeah. So, you know, and there was a bit of a banter involved in this. And uh, I think it's it's correct that a lot of people on social medias are not influencers. Hence, you can't just expect that to go there, knock on the door, give them some cash and, you know, get the good word out there because reality is you guys are out there to help others and speak your mind. And a lot of the reasons why you have so many followers because they are taking an advice or they're taking they, they're considering your opinion yeah yeah the honesty and genuine you know genuine that's the you that's got the, the word, genuine. It? people yes. see straight through it yeah honestly there's that many things you can watch of sponsored videos or whatnot and you could i can watch it now and go that's crap that's yeah. crap you know for a mm. fact it's all written down and there's and it's always to say there's it. some that are so bad mm. <laughs> like do you remember there was one it was like a, a fan Oh God! It's, yeah. it's like something you'd buy from a petrol station. It was a fan that you clipped underneath your radiator, and you had to run a cable on the skirt into like. Oh, blow the hot air out! Yeah, just things that like that. You just think, why would you? Why would you put your name to that and show that? Obviously, someone's gave you a load of money to say it. Um, there's loads of examples of it. Um, right. So, shall we do the fastest lap?
Beasley Workwear now proudly sponsors Trade Legends. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up. We'll do final thought. So anything you want to, uh, for the people watching, listening, any advice you want to give them, maybe inspire them to have the next idea, the next snap it. Uh, if you want to plug your social media channels, that's absolutely fine as well. Um, but yeah, any any wisdom you want to pass on from what you've learned so far? Um, for myself, I think every journey starts from first step. And uh, regardless what other people tell you, um, just focus on what you think you can achieve or your vision, what you think could really work and um, work at it before, you know, come to any conclusions. Often little success leads to more work and bigger success. So um, when I came up with the idea of Snap It, a lot of people laughed me out of the room and it took me a long three years. And I think the funniest part of it was today when I went into Birmingham Merchants and I got laughed out of the room over there as well because they haven't heard of Snap It before. Yeah. So um, they're lost. So we'll approach them again and we'll educate them better. So even a hard rejections, they don't mean much. Maybe it just means you go back to a drawing board and find a different angle how to approach something. Yeah. I think it could be applied across absolutely everything. You know, from um, having a problem installing a boiler or wiring a fuse board, you might gonna have to go back to it a couple of times in, before you hack it. But I think consistency, precision, and uh, just focus on the end goal, what you would like to achieve. So st stick to that and work at it. And regarding the social media, um, yeah, you can guys follow our story on Snap It Limited on Instagram. Yeah. And um, I think this is currently is our main uh, channel. We also have a TikTok. I think it's also Snap It Limited and um, Twitter. So, yeah. Just quickly, if someone laughs you out of the merchants, what kind of person does that make you motivated to, to get back in there at a later date and sort of make them... You know what, there is there is a tiny bit of you like, you know, want to onboard the biggest competitor and make them come back to you and you charge them for onboarding, right? Yeah. That that would be a petty way of doing it. But um, satisfying though. I, th I think today was a humbling experience for me because I have underestimated the, the mountains to climb. I did not come as prepared as I sh should have been. Okay. And the lack of... Um, success today in the certain merchants was a lack of preparation and information that could have provided to those merchants. So um, always take a step back before you point the fingers or trying to say someone hasn't done something right or they are not seeing your vision. It's all about coming from yourself, educating others what your vision is and how they could benefit from it. And always, you know, come prepared, be, be, be prepared also to take knocks go back and understand why this happened. That's a good shout. I still think it's crazy how that you can get laughed out of the room. Like from me not knowing about you at all until today, your business plan and method around it to me yeah, it is sounds great, it, it? awesome. Like genuinely like- Some people don't like new things and they're is, yeah, scared of true. taking that leap because yeah. nowadays there are so many different ways how you can fraud money out of people. And when somebody comes to you like, hey, I'll give you an iPad for free, Put it on your till, mm. and there's going to be like orders coming through, and the mop is going to be picking up, and you're going to be getting cash, and it all for free. They just freak out. Yeah, yeah. My, d I think plumbers are very much like that. They don't like change. My dad will still drive to the merchants just to inquire about something. <laughs> I'm like, dad, just ring them. Yeah. You can just ring them. You want a radiator? Just ring them and say I want this radiator. But he, he just likes to go in. But it's absolutely fine, and I and I truly believe that you know. It's, it's a massive industry. There is enough to go around for everyone. Some people do love to write down things on a piece of paper. Some people use an iPhone of it. Some people take a picture of the problem and they yeah. take the picture to the merchant and then they'll say, I need X, Y, Z. Yeah. So the Snap is not for everyone. And also it is very recent change of behavior that we're driving in the industry to not perhaps plan as far ahead because you know you can get it tomorrow at any time. You don't need to go to the merchants, lose your pocket because you can have it delivered. It's it's fundamentally we're driving a by behavior of human, 
how they do their things. And you cannot expect everybody just jump out their chair and do whatever you just yeah. suggested. Yeah. So it takes time. And also there's maybe going to be a generation and maybe people will not going to want to drive to merchants at all. So it really depends. It'd be magic that would, wouldn't it? Yeah. I hate going to the whole thing. You it. just snap it and you get stuff. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Ian? Um, That's good. Yeah. Do you know that hasn't clicked until now, until the, yeah. the name. There you go. Um, I don't know, come and follow me on social media at yeah. IRB Heating. Um, that'd be good. Like my stuff, that's fantastic. But just, I, you know, if you're watching this and you're not on social media, I'd suggest that you get on there. Um, yeah. put, some, put, put your work up, showcase it, um, and j just be positive about stuff as well. I Join think the having, community. Having a positive outlook, yeah. you know, get involved. Um, you're going to make some friends as well which is always a nice thing. Like yeah. we said, it can be a bit lonely on your own. So make some friends and yeah, it's good. I mean, I've got a hashtag as well, Pete. Yeah. R flu kidding me. That's my little uh, thing okay. that I've got. That's, just, was you. that's me, mate. That's from the early it's days so of Twitter. Funny. When we, we used to, so if, if someone sees a really badly installed dangerous flu, yeah. uh, they send a picture in and tag up Ian with hashtag R flu kidding me and he will share it. But when he first came up with that hashtag, we were we were sending oh, in God. different. So I was doing like hashtag that flu is shit. <laughs> oh, like, can you stop it? Can you stop it, please, Peter? What was there was like hashtag uh, un? Oh, I don't know. Just, oh, mate, just you, loads you, of you boys just came up with loads, and I was like, "You're killing me! You're yeah. killing me!" So we were you're posting really... the pictures, but using these. <laughs> oh, funny they were but, doing me, mate. But yeah, just... social media. If you're not on it, um, you don't even have to post your work. You can just get an account on there you can follow people like irb follow snap it nick and see what they're doing and enjoy their content you don't have to put your own pictures up. there's no nothing saying you've got to do that you can just be following and yeah lots of people have got accounts where they just they might interact but they don't post themselves so yeah. you know there's a and that, again that comes with confidence you might um when you first go on you might think i'm never going to put my work on there the, but then you might ease into it and you might think yeah okay i'll try one and then hopefully if you get a good response like when i did my first ever video on twitter i thought people were going to hate it yeah <laughs> and then they liked it and that encourages you to, to do more and then look where i am now so i know it's putting pictures on now even for sparks all you got to do is put a picture on a fuse board is there any tips or tricks or any way i can make this better 99% of the comments will be like, yeah, of course, no, this, this, and this. And it's just a great way of learning outside the college area. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's invaluable, really. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks for having us. It's been fun. Cool. You're very welcome. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Till next time. Hopefully I'll see you next week. Oh. Uh... Dinner's on me, all right. Yeah. All right, mate. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. If you like listening to Al talk over all the guests, no, just, <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode of Trade Legends, listening to Al talk over everybody else and people banging on the desk, if you've enjoyed listening to and watching today, you're fucking gonna just stay still one space just for a minute. If you've enjoyed watching this, blah 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 blah. Okay, right, three, two, one, go. So I'll just not do it. Oh. Yeah, sure. Shut up for just like a minute. If you've enjoyed listening and watching today's Trade Legends podcast, please subscribe to our channel. It'll really help us out. We're a new podcast. We want to do big things. And you subscribing, hitting the little bell so you get notifications would be just great. Thank you. Hitting the little bell. I was like, yeah, ding, 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 ding. There is a little bell in there.